Hey, y'all, it's Brittany. And Eric. And surprise, we are back again with another very special episode of our Quibi show, The Nod with Brittany and Eric. In anticipation of tonight's historic VP debate, we're bringing you a precap to help you understand just what's at stake for Senator Kamala Harris and Vice President Mike Pence. And if you're watching the debate tonight, we'll be there with you live tweeting. You can find us on Twitter at The Nod Show. Until then, enjoy the show. After an exhaustingly chaotic first presidential debate and President Trump's announcement that he has contracted COVID-19, all eyes have turned to the VP debate. Today, political journalist and news producer Shauna Thomas joins us to discuss how the stakes for this debate have changed and what it could mean for the election. This is The Nod. Shauna, welcome to The Nod. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a day. It is a day. Um, the news never stops in the United States of America, apparently. So we just have to keep rolling with it. Literally, I feel like a bag in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first presidential debate was absolute chaos. The, the question Supreme is, Court the radical question, left, will you who shut is up, your man? Listen. And now, since then, President Trump has tested positive for the coronavirus. How does that change the stakes for the vice presidential debate? I think we have seen that the Trump campaign and Mike Pence's campaign have been trying to downplay COVID. Now that the president of the United States has to actually quarantine, it means that almost all focus goes back to that. And in some ways, depending on how the White House responds to what's going on, that could be a, a positive for how Mike Pence will respond. But I also think it gives the Biden-Harris campaign and Senator Kamala Harris a chance to be like, guys, somehow y'all screwed this up so much that the president of the United States got COVID. So it, it raises the stakes, I think, for the vice presidential debate and just makes COVID-19 the first question out of the gate for it. How does this change the respective responsibilities for Senator Harris and you know, VP Mike Pence going into this debate. Basically what a lot of people at home are going to be thinking is, wait a second, wait a second, because of COVID-19, both of the people who um, could be president of the United States are men in their 70s. Um, they probably both have underlying health conditions. It's a real possibility that one of these two people on stage during the vice presidential debate could have to assume the presidency. Yeah. How that plays, um, is is really important. Like both of these people, in some way, need to look presidential. So we all know that Senator Harris is the first woman of color to ever participate in a vice presidential debate, but she's also only the third woman ever to be a vice presidential nominee. Why is it so important to have a woman on the stage this year? People are looking for representation. Someone like Senator Harris, if Joe Biden were to become president of the United States, is in the room for decisions. And I'm not saying that her point of view will win out when they're trying to make decisions, but the fact that you have someone who looks like you, looks like me, and can think from that point of view and be in the room and offer what that experience is like, and that experience is because she's a woman, is half of the country, then they can take that into account as they're making decisions. And that's a selling point for the Democratic side. So how do you think Senator Harris will keep the issues that are important to Black voters front and center while also appealing to the moderate white voters that Biden appears to have picked up because of their frustrations with President Trump? Number one, she is just going to have to answer the questions about Black Lives Matter, what we're seeing, the racial reckoning in this country. Oh, oh, oh. 
as pointed and honestly as as she possibly can. While she is doing that, she has to also make sure that she uses those points to say how a Biden-Harris administration would approach racial issues is is better for the entire country. I think specifically about healthcare. Healthcare that makes sense, the Affordable Care Act not being overturned by the Supreme Court helps all of you. She has to specifically answer the question and speak to the issues of black and brown people, but then she has to broaden it out and be like, our policies will help everybody. In your role at NBC News, you helped to prep moderators for two of the Democratic primary debates in 2016. I'm curious, talk us through the preparation process for moderators. There's a lot of attention <laughs> on moderation this year. So basically what happens, or at least what happened in my experience during 2016 in the primary debates is network kind of sits down, gathers a bunch of people together and lays out the topics that they think should be talked about. And then you go to all sort of corners of your network and you say, hey, what questions haven't been asked? What questions would you ask if you were actually moderating this debate? And you hold those ideas down to a few, like a few key questions for each topic. And then people literally put books of research together for each question. And then you keep sort of culling that down to what are the main points a moderator would need if someone said something that wasn't true and they needed to push back or they needed to ask an interesting follow-up. And then you take all of that and usually you sort of sit in a room and you have people play the candidates. And what that kind of helps you do is it helps you weed out the questions that are only going to give you the like most pat answer that the candidate has given multiple times and helps you reshape the questions to try to get more out of them um, so that the audience can learn more and the voters can learn more about what these candidates um, think and say. The whole point of asking these questions during a debate is so that they come off unbiased. What goes into to writing questions that aren't perceived as bias, you know, across the board. How do you think about that? What you want to do is make sure enough people have agency in the process who come from different uh, walks of life, different backgrounds, who work for the company, and that they take a look at this and sort of try to point out where your holes are or where your bias is showing. It's really just about being smart enough to really bring enough people into the conversation who can call people out on their, their shit if a question doesn't make sense. We have about three weeks, you know, maybe some change uh, before this election. <laughs> how do the events we've observed over the past couple of days, how does that change the calculus for these candidates moving forward? I mean, I think probably both campaigns are sort of wondering, how do we get our candidate out there? What does campaigning in the last three weeks of an election look like if your candidate can't be in front of people? I wish I had a better answer of how does this change it, but this is so kind of, oh, I hate to use this word at this point because it's been used on cable news so much, but it is unprecedented. I would not know what to tell Joe Biden's campaign or President Trump's campaign other than, um, proceeding with responsibility so mm. that no one can accuse either campaign, at least going forward. I know some people would say about Trump's campaign that they weren't responsible in the first place, but to make sure no one can accuse either campaign of of ignoring the world around them as mm. they try to, to figure out how to get people to vote and try to figure out how to get people to vote for them. I would not want to be uh, working for either of those campaigns no. right now. <laughs> 
very happy to have this job and not theirs. Exactly. Well, Shauna, thank you so much for joining us today and discussing Seriously. the flurry of activity that we have all just... just <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. This is crazy. Like, literally, things are crazy well, right now. Well, it's anxious laughter. There's it no, is. What else can we do? <laughs> thank you so much, Shauna. Thank you. All right, so you heard our questions about the VP debate, but we want to know what you think. Tweet us your concerns at The Not Show. Thank you so much for watching today's show. We'll see you next time on a brand new episode of The Nod.